welcome to Everyone Loved It But Me. My name is Lisa Hedger and I am your host. This is the podcast where we look at super popular books and offer a unique perspective. Here in the summer of 2022, I'm offering up some shorter book bits episodes. These are highlighting a number of topics. So I'm talking to you here at the end of June 2022. So we know June is Pride Month. Sad to say that this month, libraries across the U.S. have been under attack for promoting Pride Month. We've had libraries that are the victims of actual hate crimes because of their pride display, libraries that are in jeopardy of losing funding, libraries that have lost funding due to their their pride displays and, and things like that. We've had protests where the Proud Boys have shown up in the middle of library events and scared little kids. I'm going to take a deeper dive and talk about some of these events. Unfortunately, there's so many that have happened. I'm not going to be able to get into all of them, but I'm going to highlight a handful and, and talk about why this is all transpiring and, and kind of take a deep dive. You're going to notice this is happening in all sorts of different spots in the country. San Francisco, the, we're talking East Coast, West Coast, Central, South. I mean, every aspect of the country is not just in one particular geographic area. This is an important conversation. On to the show. All right, as I said, we're going to dive right into a lot of protests and hateful things that are happening at our libraries here in in June in in light of, of Pride Month. The first one, this is we're going to the far eastern part of our country, Washington DC in the Maryland area. The Green Belt Branch Library and the New Carlton Library were both victims of graffiti here in June. A Tacoma Park man was charged with hate crimes after he confessed to spray painting the word groomer, which is considered a homophobic slur on two of these Prince George's County public libraries. Police arrested Charles Sutherland, who's age 30, of Tacoma Park. This was, like I said earlier this month now, where it gets interesting, you guys. Sutherland is a librarian himself, working at Northview Elementary in Bowie. Prince George's County Public School Systems says Mr. Sutherland is now on administrative leave and the Prince George's County Library spokesperson Nicholas Alexander Brown is quoted as saying the library vehemently condemns the defacement of its buildings. And of course, as always, guys, there's several articles about this. It's in Book Riot and also the local publications. I will share all the links. The Prince George's County State Attorney, Aisha Brave Boy, said she condemns all acts of hate and that anyone who violates the rights of another will be charged and prosecuted in her office. My office supports justice for all people and will not tolerate actions of hate. It is especially paramount during Pride Month to share this message of equality 
and acceptance of all human beings. And I also want to point out that there's an NPR report, and I'm going to include this in the show notes as well, that really talks about the fact that I guess these are uh, long-standing accusations of LBGTQ people to be quote-unquote grooming and recruiting children. And these have gained new traction, as we're seeing right now. It's getting new traction in libraries and, and places like that. So this is something we really need to be aware of. Our libraries are are under attack, literally, and then of course some cases figuratively, but, but literally, I mean, they are under attack. You know, those of us who are proponents of libraries, I mean, we need to, to send our support to them. The second one I have on my list This is one that you guys are going to think I'm like making a little joke. Trust me, I'm not. This isn't funny. This is a real thing. I'm just going to read to you. This was actually written in Book Riot. Describes a protest in Montana. Here it is, guys. In Montana, people are complaining that the State Library Association's new logo is offensive because, wait for it, it has the colors red, blue, yellow, and green. That is the story, you guys. The Montana Free Press wrote this really in-depth, long article about this debate. I'm going to set the stage for you. The commissioners of the Montana State Library, which manages a variety of state records, information systems, all kind of stuff, right? They had spent nearly $300,000 on a rebranding project. Now, they are considering scrapping that because of some concerns they have that this new logo could look apparently too much like the LBGTQ pride flag. So, the logo, designed by the Milwaukee-based firm Hoffman York, was unveiled to the library's commissioners at a June 15th meeting. After receiving a positive reception from library staff in early May, the presentation to the commission devolved into, apparently, an hour and a half debate, you guys, over part of the image. And I am going to try to get a link so that you can actually see the image. A couple of the the stories I found, I'm not actually seeing the image, but I'm going to... I'm going to try to do that. So this is they, this article, as I said, is quoting many different people. But Addie Palin, who represents that consulting firm I told you about, Hoffman York, told the com- commissioner, this is how she describes this logo. The multicolor portion of the logo was inspired by a prism, an object that disperses a beam of light into its component colors, Over the course of a nearly year-long design process that solicited feedback from library staff and commissioners, Palin said the prism was one of the images that gained the most traction. People really liked it for the way that it provided clarity, she told the commissioners. How the prism, like the library, is a vehicle for distributing information in a new and different way. So this article, which again I'm including, goes into the the commissioners were unable to to vote on this because they perceived it as too similar to an LBGTQ pride flag. You know, one of the commissioners said 
they're concerned that that Montanans probably could could see it could see it that way. Commissioner Robin Scribner had had said it kind of goes on. The article de- talks about this lengthy debate about this. You guys, a very very lengthy debate. Library Commissioner and Superintendent of Public Instruction, L.C. Arnson did not mention a likeness of the pride flag, but she said the logo did seem to represent the state of Montana and the information catalogs within the state library's purview. A lot of debate about this at this point when I am talking to you guys right now, there has been no decision. This story basically says that after an hour and a half of discussion, the commissioners agreed to schedule a meeting for early July to hear public comment on the logo and vote on whether to approve the image. The commission did not discuss how further design work might affect the project's $298,000 price tag. This this is one to, to keep an eye on. This is super, super interesting. Okay, our next controversy, we are traveling to Alaska. We are going to a Southeast Alaska borough, and the name of this is, I hope I'm not screwing this one up, you guys, Ketchikan, Alaska. What has happened here is there's now a proposal that would cut library funding over the library story time event hosted by a drag queen. They, they met recently, the, their assembly met and was considering whether to place on the fall municipal ballot the proposal, which was offered by former assembly member John Harrington. Citizens can ask to have items placed on the assembly agenda for consideration. This particular individual in a written sponsor statement said the goal of the proposal is to stop library programs aimed at preschool and primary school age children three to nine years of age related to sexuality sexual orientation gender identity thus leaving that discussion if needed to the parents it also hoped that it will let the kids be kids for a few more years that's in quotes the statement adds that the best outcome would be if a reasonable settlement can be reached with the library in a timely period that the initiative process can be avoided. One council member defended the library event saying, when kids see various individuals leading healthy lives regardless of whether they're LBGTQ or even disabled, they see that anything is possible, that you can be whatever you choose to be. She said removing the event would be a direct violation of the Ketchikan anti-discrimination ordinance and a civil rights violation. The proposal before the borough assembly seeks to end a contract with the city of Ketchikan that funds about 38% of the library's operating budget through a property tax. The library director, Pat Tolley, said losing that much funding would be devastating. We'd really have to think very hard about what it would be possible to do with a 38% budget cut. We're kind of right at this point. This has not been decided on, but this just kind of shows you again that's in Alaska what's happening. Now we are going to jump 
to the middle of the country, pretty close actually, you guys, to, to where I am. I, I grew up in northern Indiana and have lived in northeast and northwest Indiana. This is actually southern Indiana. I don't know quite as well as the central and anything north of central, but this is the library board for the Jennings Public Library demanded that the pride display be removed in Jennings Public Library that is North Vernon, Indiana. That's like south of Indianapolis, just to give you a good geographic area, because I think it's really helpful when we realize that, that this is really just happening all over the country. This has this one has has been voted on and has been decided. The library board ordered that a rainbow flag be removed from the display along with a sign that said love is love and other elements identified with pride month and lbgtq plus rights under a new library display policy the board adopted earlier this year apparently there were about 60 people that attended the meeting at the library in north vernon after a patron made a verbal complaint regarding the morality of the display during a regular library board meeting, setting the stage for this particular decision. And at the that board meeting, looking at a couple of these articles, there were a number of speakers. And in, in these articles, they did not give the speakers full name. They just quote, for instance, one of the speakers was Chris, who spoke in favor of the display. Chris noted that libraries are meant to serve folks from all backgrounds, beliefs, and abilities. Also noted that they felt the debate boiled down to two sides, one being placating a feeling to those who seek to thwart the free exchange of information ideas and the other being committing to provide a forum for our community which prioritizes basic principles that make this library specifically such an integral part of our community. One of the speakers opposed to the display was Kelly. Kelly started her time saying that she appreciate the comments, but her main concern was that with the display was that she felt like the conversations about this topic should be happening within her home and not at a library, at which she brings her kids multiple times a week. She also noted, noted she feels there are many books in the library that she finds inappropriate and would be upset if they were displayed the same way that the Pride Month selection is being displayed. I always like to get both sides to the story on this one. And again, as I said, this this decision has already been has already been enacted. I'm not exactly sure what what is going to to happen now as, as a result, you know, for the next Pride Month, but that that's where we are. Now, we are going to move to Macon County in Franklin, North Carolina. They also have heard many complaints about their pride display. So, again, I'll have all of the links. A gay pride display at the Macon County Public Library. This became an issue during a discussion about extra funding for library staff salaries at the Board of County Commissioners budget session on June 7th. I hope you guys are catching a, a trend here. A disturbing trend here. The library exhibits a type of display and then when it comes to the the funding then then 
the people have some have some issues. This says the proposed county budget for the 2022-23 year includes an increase of $52,470 for library operations. And the commissioner there in Macon County, Commissioner Ronnie Beal, asked for an additional 20000 for salaries to account for the 7% inflation rate. Even though they are not county employees and they are Fontana employees, these people that work in the library will serve the citizens of Macon County and that money stays in Macon County, Beal said. Beal pointed out that the county libraries do not get COVID recovery funds, but continue to provide services during the pandemic. Again, we have some debate here. We have a commissioner, Paul Higdon, objected citing last year's gay pride display and the one this year. If you want to celebrate divisive things like gay pride week or whatever, do it, but do it on private property. I know if it's a spiritual religious function, we could not post that in a publicly funded building. I have a hard time allocating an increase to a publicly funded institution that supports a display that's so divisive in our community. Beal, that's our person who is asking for the increase, I mentioned it a second ago, countered by saying it's a display and it is educational, adding that you could argue a lot of displays are divisive. He said the proposed increase was to take care of the employees and he wouldn't let a display stand in the way of something that benefits employees. And goes on to say, the library features a variety of materials in its displays for children, teens, and adults. Part of our mission is to provide convenient access to materials, so our displays help to make people aware that these materials are available. And the, I'm sorry, this last quote here was from the library director, Karen Wallace. Our displays, Karen Wallace, library director says, our displays are often timed to coincide with national observances because we know that people are likely to be in interested in these topics. Pride Month in June, Mental Health Month in May, Black History Month in February, Women's History Month in March. We understand that not everyone will be interested in the materials on display, and we're happy to help them locate other things that they want to read, listen to, or view. And you guys, the the money line for this was literally the money line is at the end of the article, which is the news, right? Is that this increase was not approved. So they did not approve uh, the increase. Now we are going to journey way far to the West Coast. And we are going to San Francisco, California, where you would think they would not have any objections, right? It's, it's a very long-standing LBGTQ center in, in our country. And in recent weeks, the Proud Boys showed up to a San Francisco area drag story time and threatened the performers and scared the children in attendance. There's a Washington Post article going to include that. Also, I want to note, going back to North Carolina for just a second, Proud Boys showed up in Wilmington, North Carolina during a drag story time. And in New Hanover, North Carolina, protesters also showed up to a Pride story time. But I want to delve, I want to delve into the one in San Francisco, right? Because that, that's the one that really surprises us, right? 
and because we need a a west coast example <laughs> we've dotted across the country in the middle of the country and in, in the east and and north and now we need the west coast here's what happened it was a children's story hour at this california library was disrupted by several members of the proud boys prompting local authorities to launch a hate crime investigation as lbgtq and anti-extremism advocates warn that such threats by the far-right extremists are intensifying. This library is about 25 minutes from San Francisco. It's across the East Bay. It's the San Lorenzo Library. They were hosting a drag queen story hour when a group of five men interrupted the event and began hurling homophobic and transphobic insults at attendees, including the performer, who is known as Panda Dulce. This is according to officials in this article that I mentioned that I'm going to link to from the Washington Post. From the Washington Post. What's happening? We have some, some quotes here from the police. The men were described as extremely aggressive with a threatening, violent demeanor, causing people to fear for their safety, said, this is according to Lieutenant Ray Kelly, a spokesman for the Almedia County Sheriff's Office. In addition to the hate crime probe, authorities have also launched an investigation of whether the Proud Boys' actions annoyed or harassed children, which is a violation of the penal code. So detectives were still investigating this, and this particular detective said, with the Bay Area being the epicenter of the pride movement, LBGTQ events are often uneventful and go off without a hitch, Kelly told the Washington Post. As far as hatred being a focal point, I've not seen that in years past. This is kind of new, Kelly said. He also noted, noted that the Proud Boys members who disrupted Saturday's reading event uh, were not believed to be from the San Lorenzo community. So I think this is one that's was definitely caught my attention especially like we said because it is on the west coast because it is san francisco i really feel that i hope the takeaway i hope what we're all getting from from these and i'm i just listed a handful there's so many more you guys i feel like i, I could probably do a book bit about this every single week or quite frankly every day we need to really, really support our library. Please send it in writing. Even if there's not a protest, even if there's not a, a an issue, show your support because I think it's really helpful to them. As I said, I'm in the center of the country. I'm in central Ohio. We have had this happen at, at my own library where there was criticism of the the pride display actually last year many people needed to submit emails and, and things like that and and express their their support i hope that we can realize what's happening and that we can find our own ways even if it's small you guys even sometimes it's a quick email that literally takes you two minutes to show your support to the libraries and to those financial decision makers as well because I think they they do need to hear it as well I hope that we continue to keep our eyes open I do think this is a topic I mean I will just 
have to keep talking about it because it's so critical. It's so important. And as always, I really appreciate you for listening to the show. And I always say, if you've got that everyone loved it, but me book that you'd like to hear me discuss, let me know. If you also have have something, you know, regarding your library or a local library or any kind of bookish topic that you'd like to let me know about, please do, because I think it's really important to, to talk about these events as well. So again, I appreciate you for listening. I hope you have a lovely day. And most importantly, I hope you get time to read today.